Hey everyone, welcome to this week's podcast. I'm Dorinda Wilson, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to seven, and 25-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm excited to be here today. I have a special guest that I'm going to introduce in just a minute, but as always, I like to remind you to go check out my latest book, The 4-Hour School Day, if you haven't had a chance to do that. Uh, The subtitle is How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life. Um, I've actually been told that that's probably a better title for it than the actual title. We'll we'll have that discussion on a different podcast. Um, But today, I'm excited because I have with me my friend, Sarah. Sarah, say hello. Hello. (laughs) So Sarah and I have been friends for... How long have we been friends, Sarah? Oh, I... mm, A couple of decades. Probably. That's math. (laughs) I know you're good at math. Maybe 15 years-ish. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Our our kids were little. And so we both... um, I've told you guys before about this little home parent partnership program that we were part of. Um, not really a co-op. Um, it was part of the public school, it was. but it was very, very well done, very unique program mm-hmm. in that it was being mm-hmm. uh, really run by a, a, a Christian homeschool mom who, mm-hmm. whose kids had all graduated, and many of the specialists were um, were actually parents who were homeschooling their kids at the time. So it was, we were really like a family. Yeah. And so um, our kids were there for 12 or 13 years, and when they first started way back in, you you know the kindergarten years. Um, that's when they we met you and yep. your and your family. Yep. So, um, Sarah, I, she, Sarah, tell everybody how many kids you have. So I have three kids, all graduated. Mm-hmm. And how old are they? So they uh, twenty two. 20 and just turned 18. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The two-year plan. Yes. We always say it's the two-year plan. That wasn't really a plan. <laughs> <laughs> no, ours, no, no plan. <laughs> no, that's that's what we got. And so, uh, yeah, so our kids have really grown up alongside of each other. And I mentioned Sarah in the um, the credits at the, I guess it's credits. What, is it? what do the they credits. call that at the end? <laughs> it's kind of like a, you know, just a... Acknowledgements. Acknowledgements. Yes. That's what it is. I'm, I'm actually having to pull my book out and look at that. <laughs> yes, acknowledgements. That's what it is. See, Sarah's really good at remembering these things. So I have to tell you, when um, as I got to know Sarah, Sarah doesn't even know this. Uh-oh. So I'm gonna, yeah. Uh-oh. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell <laughs> tell a story here. Um, one of the reasons I have Sarah on is she's gonna tell her homeschooling story, and there were some questions that I actually had never asked her. So I'm gonna be hearing the answers to those for the first time. So uh, just to give you a little background, but we. Um, we started out, like I said, when our kids were all little, going to Home Link. That's how we met. Mm-hmm. And uh, our kids took several classes together. We got together, um, you know, got our kids together mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of our conversations were in passing. Right. Like we would just be picking up the kids from an event or, you know, at, at the, you know, the place where they took classes. It seems like when you're homeschooling, you don't ever have time to sit and talk about homeschooling. Right. You don't plan it. <laughs> no. But it just happens. You know, <laughs> yeah. we would see each other and I just, and we'd be like, how are you? Not so good. Or great or gosh, I need help with this or whatever. And so we would have these conversations. And the thing that always struck me about Sarah was that she can remember everything. Mm. I I kid you not. This woman, she can read it, she can <laughs> hear it, and she will remember it. And so so you know how there's always those those other homeschooling moms you have to work really hard, like don't compare yourself to that other mom. Because I would look at her and I would think, this woman can remember everything. I can't even remember what I had for lunch yesterday. And <laughs> and so she would just spout off all this stuff. And I'd be like, it was so interesting. But I was like, how does she even... Re-? I'd get distracted. Mm. Like there was this, this inner struggle going on. <laughs> like what, everything she's saying is so fascinating and I want to remember it all. But then there's this other part of me that was like, man, how does she do that? How can she remember all that? And so, you know, I guess I say that to say, um, now we're the, all these years down the road, right. 
all of our kids have turned out great. We've done something similar, mm-hmm. but we've done other things very differently. Right. And in the end, it didn't matter. Right. What mattered is we did what we felt was best for our kids. Our families. And yeah, so um, Sarah now is, um, she continues to mentor younger moms who are homeschooling, which mm-hmm. I'm so appreciative yeah. that she does this because um I know you and I, when when we, when our kids were little, your John, yeah. your husband was just saying this. Um, we couldn't find anybody. Right? Like, where's right. the where are the mentoring moms? Where are right. the moms where we can say, hey, you know, cry on their shoulder mm-hmm. or ask them questions? Mm-hmm. And so Sarah is that person in real life to um, a lot of moms, and I'm I'm super grateful for that. But we want to hear your story because I think every homeschooling mom is interested um, in in hearing, especially a veteran homeschooling mom. Sure. Right? We get to call ourselves that. I was. That feels weird. It but does feel weird. But it. then I look at our hair. <laughs> And it's the same color. Matching shade and of silver. <laughs> we coordinate. This is our crown, right? That's right. We keep telling ourselves That's that. Right. And we keep using that purple shampoo because that mm, works really well, it too. It does, yes. Clears it right up. <laughs> Keeps the drab out, right? <laughs> yes. We, we want to be silver, not drab gray. Right. Yeah, right. there's a difference. Yes. For sure. No, nobody's nobody's paying to have, you know, dull gray jewelry made. That's right. I. That's a very good point. <laughs> very good point. I know I, for a while, for a long time, I was highlighting my hair. And then oh, yeah. at one point, my hairdresser's like, you know, I'm kind of thinking you don't need to do this anymore. And I'm like, but I'm not sure I'm ready to like deal with the silver highlights Let as opposed go. to the little more blonde highlights. Like it was <laughs> right. right on the edge there. And then... Sure. Um, she told me, she said, I've got teenagers coming in right. to get their hair exactly <laughs> your color. And I'm like, oh, well, that's that was that sealed the deal. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, okay. Wait, my natural color's in vogue? It's in vogue. <laughs> so we'll see what happens when it. it's not. Yeah, right. I know. We, yeah, well, it won't be it, too bad for me. Mine will not hold color. Uh, oh. None. Oh, yeah. man. Well, I've, I've paid a lot to have it last about the same as like washout. Oh my temporary gosh. color shampoo. Okay. So that's not worth it. I think it's really just embrace it. <clears throat> I, I've had to embrace it. I, I feel like it's just a, it's a humility tool in my life. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I hear you. I'll, I'll just stay with you on that yeah. path. And yeah. 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 And I find it's easier not to have to have it colored. And yes. this is not even why we're having this conversation. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> everybody, everybody tuned in today to hear about the old homeschooling mom's hair right. color. <laughs> okay. We're moving on here. All right. We're going to get to some, some, some questions. Some yeah, some substance. Um, questions that we feel like you might have fun listening um, to the answers. Okay, mm-hmm. so we're going to start, Sarah. When and why did you decide to homeschool? Okay, so um, you may not know this, actually. I, I, I don't I think was I homeschooled. Do. Yeah, I did know okay. that. Yeah, okay. that's probably why she's so smart. <laughs> <laughs> so I grew up a mostly only child. Um, that changed a whole lot in my teenage years um, for delightful reasons, but... Um, so mostly an only child for quite a while and, um, kind of a myriad of, of schooling experiences, which I won't bore you with, but all that to say, I really grew up with an understanding that there's great teachers in every educational environment and the potential for crummy teachers in Mm -hmm. every educational environment. It's not, it's not what you, it's not the location you choose that makes, makes the deal. So when, when I got married and we started having kids, um, my husband was completely unfamiliar with the realm of homeschooling. He was very traditionally schooled, um, was a very bright kid. So he was put in a few uh, gifted ed kind of classes as a kid. Um, so he understood the concept of 
like a malleable education where, you know, they could, um, you know, find something to fit the child. And right. he appreciated that. He mm-hmm. benefited from that. So mm-hmm. he understood that that was, you know, a, a benefit for him. So when I started kind of talking about, you know, as the kids start nearing that preschool age, what would we like to do? We did find a really sweet little private preschool at a church near us that had a really great reputation. We went and met with the teachers and loved that. So our older two kids attended there um, and they had a kindergarten. Mm. So our oldest child, Olivia, she went through kindergarten there. And then our plan was, because we love this little preschool, the plan was to um, bring, as each kid graduated kindergarten, that we would bring them home to homeschool them. Mm-hmm. And that particular decision, the homeschooling piece, that decision was made mostly because um, I have a love of education, love watching people learn things, seeing light bulbs turn on. Um, and also the piece for us was my husband um, just recently retired, 26-year uh, career in law enforcement. Consequently, he had a very odd and unpredictable work schedule. So we did the math early on and realized that if we put our kids into a traditional school environment, whether that was public or private or whatever, if they were gone Monday through Friday, you know, seven to four, depending on what schedule he was on, he may only like legitimately only see his children every other weekend. Mm. And I know people who have to live through that lifestyle and that's hard. And if we could choose something different for our right, kids, right. why wouldn't we? Mm-hmm. So, so we did. So okay. we thought, Hey, you know, if, if he has to work these days, then those are the days we school. So sometimes we schooled like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, because mm-hmm. that was his work schedule. Right. And then we would just be off when he was off. That and is so, awesome. And this one of the joys of homeschooling is that yes. it is just that flexible. And I think there's a lot of new homeschooling families out there and they haven't quite grasped the concept of the flexibility of homeschooling yes. and the efficiency of, mm-hmm. you know, when you actually sit down to do the work with your kids, you know your kids better than anybody. Right. You know what they know, so you don't have to cover stuff that they already know. Where right. in a classroom setting, they're just going to cover it because it just has to, everybody has to do the same thing. Right. The one size fits all. It doesn't work, but it's all this is really the only option sure. in a classroom situation. Sure. And so this is why, you know, you can say we're going to homeschool, you know, so, so you know, such amount of time, the yep. morning or whatever, um, and we're going to do it on these days. And and then just being able to flex, like yep. you said, with, yep. the, with the schedule so that you actually have a family life. Exactly. Because that is really key when it comes, I believe that having a strong family life is like the main foundation for Absolutely. homeschooling. And so um, I know a lot of moms who are listening might have husbands who are in that situation. And so mm-hmm. know that you have the flexibility to do mm-hmm. that. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of times we think we have to try to, you know, pattern the public school. We've got to be in these hours or, you know, these specific hours. Right. And it, it, it doesn't need to be like that. Right. And, and again, that's the beauty of homeschooling is you get to do what's best for your family. Right. And so right. I, I love that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, what were your biggest challenges along the way? This is also something I don't know. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I know one huge challenge a lot of people face is opposition from family. Mm-hmm. We didn't have that on my side at all because obviously I was homeschooled. My younger siblings were homeschooled. Um, and you know, that was normal for us. 
um, John's family um, wasn't opposed to it. They didn't think we were totally crazy. They just didn't understand why. Right. Why There's perfectly good schools. Why would you not right. do that kind of a thing? As soon as we explained to him, it was just a lot of it was the scheduling piece, and we wanted to be able to be together when Dad was off of work. Mm-hmm. It made total sense, and mm-hmm. they did that. Mm-hmm. So that was never an issue for us, and I'm grateful for that. Um, I would say just honestly, my biggest obstacle in homeschooling was me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, I am a control freak, <laughs> fully own that. I, I like to, I like to be in charge of my surroundings and know what I'm doing and have a plan and execute the plan and not have anyone, you know, argue with the plan right? <laughs> or want to change Oops. the plan. <laughs> yeah. Did we mention the flexibility with homeschooling <laughs> or yeah. the fact that it involves kids? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and so really, honestly, I think my biggest, my biggest hurdle was me. Mm. And so early on, so I, I bought hook, line and sinker into, um, a really fantastic boxed curriculum program. And it's a wonder, it's sunlight. I'll mm-hmm. use the name. It's a wonderful program. Mm-hmm. And I would still recommend it to people mm-hmm. in the right setting. Right. Um, for me personally, it created, it gave us a lot of fantastic material, loved the material, but it also comes with this really big binder that has a <laughs> schedule in it with check boxes. <laughs> and oh boy, howdy, does this mom turn into a checks bo- mm-hmm. like checkbox monster. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was midway through um, probably Olivia's second grade year. Joshua would have been kindergarten at that point. We had to scrap the preschool plan for other reasons. Um, uh, so he w- so they were all home all at once. So I had a second grader, a kindergartner, and like a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. And so partway through the year with Joshua and Olivia doing the same, you know, kind of curriculum, just adjusting because um, you can do that with that stuff. Um and just killing myself, checking boxes, mm. killing myself and wondering why and, you know, feeling like, you know, I'm falling behind or the kids didn't want to do this. What do I do? You know, there's, there's no checkbox for my kid, you know, right. cried and ran to his room. Like <laughs> there's, there's not a checkbox for that. So really kind of approaching my wits end. Um, and then there was a local homeschool seminar kind of conference thing. And the guest speaker at that was Diana Waring. Oh, yes. And uh-huh. for those who've been around a while, mm-hmm. that name will be familiar. And if you're new, I highly recommend you finding some of her materials. Um, and she's just a really warm hearted, amazing mm-hmm. individual. Um, so went to this conference, went to the various sessions, whatnot. And then there was an opportunity after one of the main sessions to actually like go up and ask her questions and individually, not like at a microphone. Right. So I got in line, there was about, you know, half a dozen of us that went up. And so I just asked her, I said, so, you know, I'm new to the homeschooling thing. Like I was homeschooled some, but I was pretty off grid homeschooled, unschooled. Um, But because of my control nature, didn't have the confidence to carry that out myself yet. Stay tuned. Right. So, <laughs> but so I went up and I kind of just laid my heart out to her a little bit, tried not to get too teary about it. And, um, and she just looked at me. She was so sweet. She looked at me and she says, that is such a great program. Throw the schedule away. Ah. And I said, what? <laughs> what am I supposed awesome. to do with no schedule? Answer. But what about the check boxes? And she said, she said that, you know, for some 
people, that's great. And they need the accountability right, and the check boxes. Right. And she said, but from what you're telling me, I can tell you don't need anybody to hold you in check. You will make sure these kids get stuff right, done. Right. Throw away the schedule and mm -hmm. just do the material. Mm -hmm. And that was such a pivotal mm -hmm. moment. And that is really, if I trace, every time I trace back, like what gave me the confidence to keep going, mm -hmm. it was absolutely that moment. Mm -hmm. And hearing somebody say, make it work for you. Mm -hmm. This is not about what you've been handed in the, right. in the form of material, program, kid, right. whatever. Right. It's not about what you've been given. It's it's about making it work yeah, for what you, you do for with your what family. You've been given. Exactly. Yeah. And exactly. and is it breathing life into your family and into you as a mom? Yeah. Because there's a lot of moms that are killing themselves mm -hmm. thinking it's well, it's working for the kids. But if it's not working for you, right. you need right. to rethink it. And that's right. okay. Because right. you know, God didn't I don't I, I believe he intended for it to all work together. Like right. it's supposed to like in harmony. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and that's that's so good yeah. to well, have somebody give you that freedom. And you did the same thing years later, actually. You probably don't know this either. I did not. But know we had we had some <laughs> random conversation at our homelink program, uh -huh. you know, probably in the hallway. And I just remember your words. And so our kids were probably early middle school, late okay. elementary, somewhere in there. Um, and I remember having a conversation about it was something about curriculum and um and I, I can't remember, but I remember your your comment, or at least how I remember it in my head, was basically, yeah, you just have to get to a place where you hear about really good stuff that other families are using and be able to say, that's really great for you mm -hmm. and move on. <laughs> But it was another one of the, I mean, that was, right. it was a similar sentiment, right, right. From, than what I heard from Diana Waring, yes. this idea that, yeah. because, oh boy, the comparison game is strong it is. in the world of homeschooling it and is. just the world of life in general, but right. it can be so internalized in the world of homeschooling because, you know, you have a tendency, well, I'll just speak for myself, I, I have a tendency to, um, you know, judge my success based on my child's success. Right. Right. If I'm, you oh, know, that's, if, yeah, that's every right. Mom. I, yeah. That's right. every mom. So if there's something, if I hear about somebody using some particular curriculum out there that sounds like it's getting better results, then <laughs> there's this frantic thing that happens inside, right? You think you got to run for it. And you right. know, well, clearly that will be the magic ticket for my children. Right. Lo and behold, it is totally the opposite learning style of your kid. You've just right. torpedoed the rest of the school year. Right. What do we say? Don't, if it's not broken, don't fix that's it. That's right. Like if that's it's right. working, just don't let yourself go after that next shiny yes. thing. I yes. remember talking to you in the hallway and saying uh, there was a just this frustration that I wasn't sure that one of my kids, like I wasn't positive they were ready to move on to the higher math quite yet, mm -hmm. but I wasn't sure what it is that I thought they might be missing. You right. know, sure. <laughs> it's like sure. you don't know what you don't know, but right. I kind of knew, you know. Right. <laughs> right. There's this gut feeling. Right. And you, you may not have the PhD in the subject right. you're worried about, but you have the PhD in your child. Absolutely. And so you know that something's not quite ready. Right. And yeah. so I talked to you and you're like, oh, you know, at one point we used this key to learning thing. Oh, yes. And it was just this series. Um, and I actually recommend it all the time yes, to people. If you just too. like, you've got this kid that you just need to get, make sure that the basics are solid. Yep. Yep. I've turned so yep. many moms yeah. towards that key to learning. And the yep. key to math series yep. was what I was look, looking at and what we ended up using. But they did the key to, you know, it's key to percentages, key yep. to fractions. Um, fractions. So mm -hmm. you could make sure like by the end of middle school mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. they had it all down. And yep. then you knew they were ready to move on to, you know, al pre-algebra or algebra yep. or whatever because yep. everything else was solid. And honestly, at the end of the day, if all they knew 
was those were those right. things they could function in life ju- actually better than most people. Yeah, um, because those are the things we use every day. Right. Yeah, so absolutely. anyway, so that was yeah. that was super helpful, and they were small workbooks, yep. and so the kids could felt like they accomplished something yep. regularly. Every few weeks, they could be done with the workbook. Yes, done with know? the workbook. And where we live out in the country, they can burn it in the fire pit, which is always a hoot. celebratory. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's ceremonial. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just hope nobody asks for proof that they did. <laughs> Nowadays, just take a picture of that final test. Oh, there you go. And then <laughs> there you go. So, there you, you go. never know what you're going to learn on these podcasts, do you? <laughs> That's great. That's great advice. I love that. Okay. Photographic so evidence. So I love that. I love your answer to that because I think every mom can relate to that. Like mm-hmm. we are the biggest challenge. Sometimes we project it onto our kids, but at the end of the day, a lot yeah. of times it's us. Oh, absolutely. You know, like your kid is wired a certain way and it's beautiful, mm-hmm. but it grates against you. Mm-hmm. And and it's so then it's really about you. <laughs> yep. And then deciding, you know, am I willing to lay down my pride? Because mm-hmm. so I know for me, a lot of times it's that. That's yep. my pride. Um, again, it's the child reflecting me. Yep. Am I okay with this child basically getting through just all of basic math and and being okay with that, you know, like and 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 being able to say that they they're ready, you right. know, and and it's okay. We can if they need to learn more, they've got the foundation, and when the exactly. motivation is there and the ownership is there, they can they can take that and run with it. You've given them yeah. the basics, and yes. and that's yeah. important. So, um, so yes, we we definitely get in our own way. I remember, you know, things would be going real smoothly, you know, but I would get like almost discontent. Because, okay, maybe we should do something more. That whole yeah. more, more, yeah. more, more, yeah. more. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'd see somebody else doing something and think, mm-hmm. oh, maybe I should try that. And then I would try to integrate it and I would mess the whole rhythm up. Yep. And I'd just be like, why did I do that? You know? So, yes, we need to make sure that we're not uh, we're not causing more problems. I mean, yes. my husband calls it um, self-induced turbulence. <laughs> Oh, that's a great term. Isn't that a great term? Yeah, I do. I like so that. So I think we I like women that. are really good at that. So just, yeah. you know, fair warning to all you moms out there. You mm-hmm. might want to pay attention to that mm-hmm. just from a couple of veteran homeschooling moms <laughs> here with gray hair. Yes. All right. So why did you keep homeschooling in spite of the obstacles? So you were you were the obstacle. Right. So that kind of answered right. itself. You just, yeah. you had... You, you had that good word, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. that made a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, were there other things along the way that really kind of encouraged you and inspired you to keep going? Um, so, well, and I will say maybe we're, um, you and I are probably a little bit different in this uh, regard, which is um, every year, my, John and I purposed early on that every summer we would have just, you know, our parent summit mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. about homeschooling. We we never wanted to assume that because because God had led us to homeschooling initially, that that was going to be his plan, right. you know, for the long haul. I'm not opposed to that. I, you know, if that's, if, if God has told you, you will homeschool until the day you die, that's between you and God. Um, but for, for us, we felt like it was important because, you know, we had three kids, very different personality wise from each other. Um, and we, you know, we wanted to give God free reign mm-hmm. over, you know, what was going to be their experience. So every summer we would have a conversation at some point, you know, how are we feeling? Do we feel like, you know, we've been cleared for next year homeschooling right, right. or are we feeling <laughs> that, you know, God's going in a different direction? And so ultimately all three of our kids did graduate from our homelink program, but, um, 
our youngest actually took a couple of classes at the mm-hmm. high school because it was just a super good fit for her. She's she's more athletic. She did she was part of a sports team, and you know that actually has launched her into you know what is now God's plan for her life. So mm-hmm. had we had we remained really blinders on, right? Um, you know that may have looked different. Right. So you know that's so I think that was but that I say that to say that's kind of what would keep me going every year is this feeling like we had been freshly anointed right. to do the next year. Right, you right. Know, that it wasn't ever going to be, you know, this um, monumental, right. um, you know, forever thing. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I think... Uh, I, too, need the small math books that I can burn every year. <laughs> that's right. Apparently, that's also my style. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I yeah. like it. That's yeah. great. All right. So, um, and I think also, you know... Right now, things are so have changed so dramatically. True. Um, so True. I think I don't know that I, I can't. I, I have a hard time in good conscience, and, and I could be wrong, and I'm totally open to being wrong. But I, I can honestly say that al- almost a hundred percent, I would say, get your kid out of public school. <laughs> but again, if they're taking a class, I feel like especially when they're older, sure. Sure. Sometimes it's a really great fit because it gives them the opportunity to be challenged yes. in their beliefs, yes. challenged in um, yes. other ways. So, yeah, I think the older thing is is yeah. kind of a little different. You know, yeah. right now I would be like uber super protective of the yeah. younger younger ages and and the way things are sitting right, right now. But um, but we want our kids to be able to spread their wings a little bit yeah. and 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 actually feel their roots. Like yeah. they might be there, but yeah. they need to know they're there. And, you know, like our our son had the same experience when he played football at the same high school. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he just, it's something he needed to do. Right. That meant that he went to football camp where we knew Mm -hmm. not good things were happening. Mm -hmm. And he was Mm -hmm. offered, you know, marijuana more than once. And he was (laughs) like, no thanks, you know. Right. But he needed to know that he could say no. Yes. And walk away. And, you know, all those lessons were so important. And when he first started there, you know. He wasn't really very welcomed because right. he was the oddball homeschooler. Yeah, mm-hmm. and not that he acted that way. He was very friendly, very oh, polite, it's a, it's just very a role sweet assigned to you. Yes, mm-hmm. by the kids, and mm-hmm. so. But by the end of the season, um, yeah. he had pretty much befriended every single person on the team, right. and so there, that wasn't a that was something he accomplished, you know. Yep. And it grew his confidence, and so yeah, I definitely see that as being very beneficial. Okay, last question: If you could tell homeschooling families anything, what would it be? Because I know mm. a lot of moms want to hear. Okay, you've been doing this a while, um, and and since you are like <laughs> connected to a lot of homeschoolers, still yeah. you see kind of what what's ha- what what's kind of like the oh the thing they get the most discouraged about their their sure. biggest challenges. Yeah, and well, this is um, probably the easiest question. This is actually something I converse with um, younger homeschool moms a fair amount on uh, or about. <laughs> Not a grammar mom. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, is really begin with the end in mind, which mm. is um, actually reverse engineering. We had mm-hmm. that conversation right. over one of the chapters in your book. Yes. That it's really easy to get micro-focused on the things that seem really important Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you've raised any child past the age of, say, 12, you've already come to the understanding that at more than a few times in your history, you've probably 
majored in the minors. Right. Right. You've, you've died on a few hills that probably didn't need to be fought. You know, you, <laughs> right. How many more analogies can I fit into well, this phrase? Well, <laughs> be stubborn about your goals, but flexible about your methods. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so the idea being before you get bogged down in choice of curriculum or what level they're at or comparing them to other families like we've talked about. We, oh, that's, that darn scope and sequence chart. Bleh. Throw that. Burn it. Burn <laughs> it in the fire pit. Yes, burn Y'all the need to build a fire pit as soon <laughs> as possible. Right. That's right. There are some really um, popular books out there that shall go unnamed that have, you know, grades in their titles about mm-hmm. what your kids should know. And um, I always just say it. I probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> Thanks, I, thanks I'm, for the heads well, up. <laughs> you can get yourself in trouble. I don't want to get you in trouble. But um, it, those are some of the most, can be, can be some of the most damaging books to read because mm-hmm. it's like this entire book of comparison. Right. You know, why you're failing as, yep. a, as a homeschool I, parent. I laid those down oh, really man. early on. Yes. Said no, right. <laughs> not for Dorinda. <laughs> yeah. Well, and at the bottom line, most of you know what's in there is not necessarily focusing on the things that are ultimately going to matter. Mm-hmm. So... Um, <clears throat> little side note, our youngest daughter who had a little bit of public high school experience and same experience, um, not identical, but similar experience to Sam and so formative for her in so many ways. Um, and she has ended up being our one child to go off to public university, mm-hmm. uh, to study golf management because that's who <laughs> she is. Ah, that's great. Yes. Our little golfer. <clears throat> but, um, she, I think, has a much stronger foundation for being in that setting right. because she had the experience yes. she had. Yeah. And, um, but the, you know, the realities of um, all of those external experiences, again, with the comparison and the thinking, you know, well, now she's exposed to, you know, this stuff and should I be concerned about, you know, all these other things. Okay. No, that's a sidetrack. <clears throat> But she got to college and immediately got a job. Why did she immediately get a job? Well, let Mm. me back up. She was immediately offered a job. Mm. Why was she immediately offered a job? Because she came with a skill set that nobody else had. They had hired multiple people at this location. It's a coffee location. They'd hired multiple students who didn't know how to make coffee. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a hiring issue. That, that, <laughs> right. that taps into my, my business sense. But <laughs> that is your anyway, That's on you. Right. <laughs> but as soon as Esther w- presented herself and had a conversation with the manager and the manager found out that she knew how to make coffee and was looking for a job, she's immediately offered a job and she has confidence. She can mm-hmm. deal with the public. Mm-hmm. She has these skills. Well, were any of those things that she learned out of a set of curriculum? Exactly. Absolutely exactly. not. She's, you know, she has the ability to put herself in a situation to receive a job offer, to be skilled in that job. You know, yeah, I, I just, yeah. So the things we're teaching our kids, right. basic skills are important. The key curriculum thing is a good example. Right. You know, good basic skills, crucial mm-hmm. for, for life right. in general. The things that will set your kids apart, and this is the begin, or yes, begin with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. The things that will set your kids apart are not the fact that they know how to figure out 30% off the cost of an item or, you know, what the base molecules are in a chemical composition. What will make your kids employable and delightfully employable 
are things like honesty mm-hmm. and trustworthiness and communication and respect and timeliness mm-hmm. and all of those things that are now, they refer to them as soft skills, Yep. but I've actually heard managerial conferences talk about how the, that needs to be flipped. It really does. Because those quote unquote soft skills are actually the things that matter. Right. Everything else can generally be trained. Yes. Yes. We can, we can train you to work a till. We can train you to wait a table. We can train you to swing a hammer. We mm-hmm. can train you to, you know, string cable. We can, whatever. Right. But if you're 18, 20, 22, whatever out there in the, in the job force looking for work, looking to be a productive member of society, at that point, your habits are already set. That's right. As far as your character. Mm-hmm. And that starts back in Way kindergarten yes. when you start giving them age-appropriate chores yes. and inspecting the chores and yes. expecting them to do them in a timely manner. And, you know, and yes. Yeah. It's work. Yep. It is hard. Yep. That's harder than throwing a math book in front of them. 100%. Right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's actually what matters. And yeah. I talk I, I talk about this all the time. I'm really glad you're, really glad you're affirming my other <laughs> podcast. Thank you, Sarah. Um, but we can actually speak from experience, yeah. you know, between the two of us. We've, how many kids? 11. Yeah. You know, I've got eight. She's got three. Most of them are adults. Yep. Um, all of yours. And yep. well, actually, our, our son, Here's our son. youngest just turned 17. Yep. And there, and there's an interesting story. I'll tell that one real quickly because your moms are going to want to hear this. Falls kind of in line with what you're talking about. Um, so this this guy is very. Um, he had open heart surgery when he was mm-hmm. born, and so there's certain connectors that don't connect, which just basically means he's got to learn things a different way. Right. He had dysgraphia and right. things like that. He's. I've always thought of him. He's really been about two years behind. Sure. And it has never bothered me sure. because any by the time he's twenty, it doesn't matter. Right, right, right. <laughs> Two years is nothing. Right, it's it's maybe a big deal when you're Second you know grade. nine and seven. Yeah. Right, but it's not a big deal when you're twenty and eighteen. So yeah. uh, we just and we we just kept reminding ourselves this is why we homeschool. Yeah, is so that he can take his time. So anyway, fast forward. He's very scheduled. He he likes his routine. He he's mm. very faithful in his chores, almost uh, to to a fault. You sure. know, um, where he feels guilty really quickly if he didn't do them well or. Or whatever. So right. he's got that piece of it. But anyway, all that to say, one of his favorite hobbies that he's been doing for the last three years mm-hmm. is building cardboard guns. Yes. And at one point I said, you know, do you, I, I saw this history, this book on the history of guns. I said, would you like me to get this book for you? He's like, meh, you know, maybe I bought it anyway. Sure. I said, here, just, you know, take a look at it. You yeah. don't have to read the whole thing, but just, you know, just, yeah. it was like that buffet. Yeah. Here, I'm just sticking this yes. in front of you. Let me know what you think. Yes. I've done that for years. You have too with yep. your kids. Absolutely. And just see what bites. And yep. so he, he, he glob, that book is almost, I mean, it's, it is so well used. <laughs> so <Consumed>. between that <laughs> and then his own just sort of personal internet study of guns. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So all this has been going on and you're thinking to yourself, yeah, is this ever going to lead to anything? It right. doesn't matter. He, every time I question it, it is like the other hobbies my kids had that I was like, is that really actually going to turn into anything? Didn't, and lo and didn't behold. really matter. And lo and behold. <laughs> so I yeah. thought, Dorinda, you know better. Like, you got to mentor myself, right? Right, right. Say, you okay, are your biggest just because this is something di- Yes, <laughs> yes. Just because this is something different than the other kids right. and you can't envision it doesn't mean it won't ever be anything. Completely. So just like, and he, and, and, and I guess the key for me is, what mood is he in when yeah. he's done doing this? Is he cranky or is he happy? No, he yeah. is happy. Every evening yeah. he spends just, he loves it. And he spent hours on it. He tries to balance it with everything else. He's done, doing a good Great. job of yeah. that. But anyway, 
he went um, shooting mm-hmm. with a with a man who has been in the military thirty years. Was actually um, he was actually recruited because of his marksmanship. He right. shot for um, comp- competitively because mm-hmm. that's what he was doing when he was sixteen, and then he got um, you know recruited by the military. So we want you because of his marksmanship. So yeah. this guy knows what he's talking about. Okay, right. he takes him shooting, and we get these texts. And a phone call. We're like, this kid is gifted. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he knows this much mm-hmm. about guns and the way that he handled. He'd never actually handled a real gun. Sure. Sure. <laughs> so he's handing him these different guns and he's handling them properly. And he goes, I don't, I can't believe this kid. Like yeah. there's a gift here. And he, and this guy is tied in with, um, with people who can give him uh, our son an apprenticeship. My, he has connections with, you know, gun schools and, and manufacturers mm-hmm. and personal developers. connections yeah. and developers. Yeah. And we're just like, we're looking at each other going, yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. it's happening again. Yeah. So all that to say, moms, trust the Lord. Yeah. I mean, God knows what he's doing. And, and the thing that got him where he is is the fact that he's self-motivated. Right. He loves right. learning. He knows how to study. He knows mm-hmm. how he learns. Mm-hmm. We've given him time to pursue those interests. So right. to every mom out there, hang in there. And you know, for those of you with the little ones and you're just trying to get them to put the silverware in the right drawers, yep. it is worth it. Yes. Like it's a process. Yep. Like it's a journey. It's not something you're going to have overnight. And we're so used to, our culture is so used to instant gratification yes. that it's easy to become impatient. This is not a fast food scenario. This is like a Correct. gourmet meal. Like we're, yeah. this is going to, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And yeah. so we just want to tell you from our perspective to be encouraged and pay attention to those soft skills because um, they really do make the difference. Absolutely. So, yeah. um, so thank you, Sarah, for being here with me. I'm excited. Anytime. I, I, yeah. I came all the way across the country. She did, you know. For our, this podcast. Yes, that's no. right. <laughs> Not really. Um, I just snagged her and stole her from all of her vacation fun to do a podcast. I'm like, hey, Sarah, want to have some fun? Let's do a podcast. Worth every minute. Worth every minute. <laughs> but I knew I could do that with her. So she is here because um, our son, Sam, um, the the plumber, yes. Sam the plumber, is uh, – there's another story there, but I won't tell <laughs> yeah. it. Um, anyway, again, soft skills are what, mm-hmm. what, get, you, what get you in there. So uh, anyway – so she's here for his wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're excited. We've got lots of company coming in, and uh, this is the first time. Have you have you been to North Carolina? Before? I have never been okay. to North Carolina. Never been to the East Coast. Yeah. So yeah. so they're doing the whole, you know, going to Washington D.C., doing the thing. So um, again, I just had to sort of snag her out of her vacation. Mode. It wasn't hard. <laughs> it wasn't too hard. <laughs> We were mostly having this conversation. We were. We were. I said, okay, stop talking. We need to tell the moms about this. We're going to, yeah. So anyway, I'm going to pray over all you moms. Lord, we just thank you so much for our time together. I pray that every mom listening would just, uh, her heart would be um, lifted, encouraged, um, and just feel lighter. That she would just, there would be more lightness in her steps today as she moves forward doing this very, very important work that's mm-hmm. in front of her, Lord. It's so easy to get caught up in the, you know, you can't see the forest for the trees. But I just pray that this podcast will have given um, clarity and just um, just a lightness of spirit and just uh, the ability to just be able to enjoy um, what it is that these moms have in front of them to do today, Lord. We thank you for the blessing of homeschooling. We thank you for the blessing of good friends. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Mm-hmm.